Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to our podcast, the Murder Ho Bros. This is a podcast where a bunch of friends and I play Dungeons and Dragons and other tabletop role-playing games, and we record it and stay in touch with each other. This way, I thought it could be a good idea for a podcast, and I wanted to share it with people on the internet. If you're a fan of other similar podcasts, then you might also enjoy ours. Season one is recorded, and it is Ghosts of Saltmarsh the fairly recent Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition game. So over time, if this podcast is successful, if we enjoy making it and if people enjoy listening to it, we will be looking to improve some of the audio quality. I know a lot of us are using headsets, some pretty cheap ones, but bear with us as uh, the recordings progress, we're working out better ways of capturing the best quality of audio that we can. And if you like the show, Please support us and follow us on Twitter at Murder Hobros. All one word, no apostrophes, because if it works for Super Mario Brothers, then we'll have a piece of that too. Well, that's enough from me. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Just to, as a check that if we're recording, I'm going to go one, two, three. And then if uh, on the four count, if you will say test for me. So one, two, three, test. 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 Fucking hell. I <laughs> knew that was going to happen. <laughs> well, I did it the same time as Josh. And then I hear sadly, I could hear the, the, the thinking in the brain there. Just going, I'm going to say it after everyone. Let's try that once more. You're going to fucking love my character. <laughs> One, two, three, test. I guess the first step is introducing characters. Um, and if we need to do like a little bit of pre, like tying your characters into the location, we'll do that now. And then we'll just set up the first scene and go from there. So, um, Gil. Who is Gil? What do you know about Gil, Sandy? Um, tell us what we see, and if you have any ideas as to how he's tied to Saltmarsh. Uh, so Gil is a turtle. Uh, it is a race of large turtle-looking motherfuckers. Uh, they have an enormous shell on their back. Uh, they're really, really heavy. Uh, he was uh, left as a child here. His parents, uh, he remembers, uh, coming for a trip here. They came on a ship, uh, and his parents left him here and just fucked off. Uh, he's been living here ever since. He was kind of half raised by a bunch of people in the town. As long as this is okay, Josh, if I ever step with anything, no, that's uh, fine. Just let me know. So he was kind of, he's he's a bit of an interesting character. He's not particularly quick. 
he's not the most intelligent person. He's not the most charismatic, uh, but he's kind of half loved by everyone, uh, and they everyone kind of helps him out and sees him uh, along his way. He works as a fisherman. Uh, he like he's pretty gifted at it. He's never had a problem, uh, and he he's often gives away to his his catchers as ways of repaying those people in the village that help him out. Who do you think raised him? I imagine like so when he was dropped off, he would he would have been like kind of twelve something like that. So not massively young. Uh, I imagine he would have uh, been picked up by a fisherman maybe, uh, and that's where he picked up his skills. Maybe uh, a grumpy old sailor whose wife di- had died or some something like that, and kind of took him in and helped him out. Not like a full-on sensei, I will train you in the fishing arts, just I don't really want to see you die. Uh, come with me on this boat and I'll... Do you see I've just pinged on the map? I reckon that spot, that is your family's home. So that can be the fisherman's spot uh, yep. where you are raised. Uh, who's living there with you? Have you got, is it a, uh, a family... Or is it like an old style no, fisherman? No, I'd, I'd say because or? because it would have been probably fifteen. I reckon this fisherman's probably died. Uh, he le- left me the shack, uh, and I kind of just lived there, and not much happens to be honest. Like like, it, not many people come there. I've still got most of this old guy's stuff. I'll, I'll think of a name for him. Okay. Yeah, that works for me. It's not really suited for me. He walks around the doorways. He has to kind of walk through sideways. It, he looks kind of hilarious the way he lives. Maybe this guy was like a halfling or a small human or something like that. So it makes it even more comically set up. All the furniture's missized. And... <laughs> I like it. All right. Anything else we need to know about Gil? No, nothing nothing particular. I've got some ideas where I want him to go as a character. But none of that's going to be apparent to start with. And I'll, I'll speak to you as we go with that, Josh. Okay. So that's Gil. We've got a little home for him. There'll be a little bit of information about the town that I'll give you as we play it uh something of key geographic interest i'll tell you as it probably when we start actually um let's go nicanorus valif how did i pronounce that <laughs> fuck me <laughs> it's it's nicanorus valif or nikas as a little thing he's a he's a trident um he's a little bit taller than most tridents and uh <clears throat> do you mean do you mean triton what did i say a trident that's a weapon oh, sorry that's what he's uh, looking for that's my bad his mission from his deity is to go find her her trident uh, he worships worships persona which is the triton uh, which is the triton god there's not much of, like i was researching tritons but there's not much on their actual they come from the uh, elemental plane of water mm-hmm. and they worship persona uh, How do you spell that? P E R S A N A. Persona. Yeah. Gotcha. And uh, uh, I think she's the god of sea and architecture, if I remember correctly. Mm. But uh, that's the thing. They uh, came to the material plane, and he is the like third or fourth generation of Tritons that were born here. So he, um, he's trying to prove himself, and he's just like trying to find this legendary triton of um trident of his god so uh that's why he's come to salt march to get some information so has he literally just stepped out of the waves as the game begins because that can work or has he um yeah he can do like this is like these people never come to the surface that much at all they're always onto the like the sea floor so they're very very they're very very arrogant because they think everyone knows that they're saving the world but um they've never actually stepped onto land to you know acknowledge people that's kind of cool yeah Yeah, i like it um sound of blades so tell us about sound of blades what would we what do we need to know about sound of blades that's a cool picture he's a kenku rogue uh swashbuckler uh, who's a smuggler, so he's tied to salt marshes. He generally he came he came in on a smuggling mission one day, and he loves the place, so he just he'll go out on big smuggling runs, and he'll <clears throat> he'll take on little orders from people 
in the in the town. Uh, he kind of keeps himself to himself. Likes to stay on the ships. Right, that's about Amy it. was smuggling. That's good. That's going to tie in very nicely as well. All right. Um, where does he live in town? Does he stay on ships and stuff, and or yeah. has he got like a? <coughs> he stays on ships. So let me show you on the map an yeah, area. Is there anywhere high on the map? High. Um, there are cliffs around. Uh, let me shift ping. Whoops, around there. Um, Building-wise, it's probably not going to work too much for you. So you've got um, shops, market stuff around there. I imagine he, he's kind of got his own little shack somewhere there. By the How about on this cliff? There is a tiny, tiny <coughs> shack there. Can you see it? Yes. Tiny yeah, that's shack. Where he, he keeps his personal belongings and stuff. Let's say this was a dilapidated coastal shack. It's um, it's just off the cliff, so it's kind of the cliff is to the right of it. Um, but it, we can say this is a dilapidated shack that he's basically broken into and reclaimed, if you like. He just hides his hides his things there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that gives us enough information. I think. I need one piece of information before I give you your first scene, and we'll just go from there. So, um, <clears throat> how could the Sound of Blades and Gill already know each other? How could they be have a, some sort of acquaintanceship? Because I kind of need that to start us off, and then we'll introduce Nikas. I've got one, if you don't mind, Lee. Uh, yeah, so, the, the guy that I was raised by me, uh, his name was Horatio Squallborn. Nice, nice. Uh, and he had retired here, um, but he was a former pirate uh, and smuggler extraordinaire. His name is like well known. Maybe he changed his name or something like that. Maybe I don't know him as that. Uh, but he's thought to have like a hidden cash stored of all his smuggling wares, and he's like that's a famous tale amongst the smuggling community, and maybe. Uh, Sound of Blades has heard about that and is trying to find a way in and find out where these things could be, even though I've got no fucking clue. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, let's start the game. Gil is sitting in the early dawn out back of the Squallborn house, facing west and looking out to sea. The wind picks up flecks of sea foam from the cold grey water. Gil, you can hear soft footsteps slowly approaching on the sand. As you look up, and can see a short Kenku coming towards you. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Hello. It's cold today, huh? Uh, make the noise of uh, wind blowing Gil kind of stares at you blinking he's not really got accustomed to this yet your weird kind of sound behaviour <laughs> so to the uh, south of you there are three buildings and uh, this is very very much the edge of town uh, the edge of town that people just don't come to the buildings beyond it, the three buildings, you've got two clustered together and one just a little bit further off as it gets towards the beach. Um, the locals call this Crabber's Cove and um, they're really weathered and they've basically been abandoned. And they're called Crabber's Cove and you two would know this because of thousands of crabs that have taken up residence in these crumbling buildings. Crabbers from Saltmarsh are cautious about the cove though because you guys would know that uh, fishermen have, have have disappeared at this end of town, which is a little odd. Gil, it would 
most definitely be affecting you because this is home and you are on the outskirts of it. And it's there's a weird vibe to this home area. As you guys are just kind of like quietly taking in the morning together, a shape steps out of the water, humanoid, quite lithe and muscular. And you see, well, see it. What do they, what do they see when they look at you? Uh, well, they see this <coughs> triton, um, teal, uh, like turquoise skin, green, light greenish hair. I have like chain mail on with a glaive and I'm rising out of the water. Have you been here before? Would we have seen you around here? No, this is like the first forage into land for me. So yeah, would we have seen one? Tritons? No, no. Usually they they keep to the sea floor. Um, they don't really come up at all. It's so really, really rare that you, um, you even see a triton. Like extremely rare. Gil will kind of turn his head sideways, kind of curiously looking at you. Um, and he'll reach into his pocket and pull some of like the chum out that he uses to bait the water and he'll kind of chuck it towards you curiously wondering what you are. <laughs> I it, like ignore that 100% and I, I, I go up to them and I go, hello, it must be uh, a pleasure to meet me. I'm looking for information. Does this place have a like a leader or a king I can talk to? Josh, does it have a leader or king? Yeah, you guys would know that uh, Saltmarsh has a council. Um, there's about, well, there's exactly six people on the council. There are merchants. There is uh, a dwarven representative of a local mine that is having a huge impact on the area. We've got the merchants generally being loyalists and the dwarf um, being a part of, uh, sorry, the merchants being traditionalists. Uh, very much having the political view that they want Saltmarsh to stay as it is a small fishing community. Uh, so there's two merchants there. There is the the female leader of the, the mines, a dwarf, and there is the representation of law and order, which is a dragonborn. He's kind of like in charge of Saltmarsh's judiciary system and the guard and making sure that the, the integration of the mine into the area is, is, is working. There's also sort of an independent in there uh, as a young boy, actually. He's 13 years old, also a, a merchant, and he's uh, on the committee, kind of. And it's, it's these bodies together making up the, the leadership of the town, these voices. Gil kind of... Yeah, there's some people with fancy shoes. They keep things running. And seeing as, like, because I've seen turtles before, obviously, I think that it's just the turtle on land that, so I'm trying to use my emissary of the sea and I just look at him intensely and go, lead me to them. And I'm trying to influence him to <laughs> take me to the people because I have no idea. So this will be the council hall. Okay, yeah, like, Gil will kind of, like, be a little bit, like, he's very socially awkward anyway. So he's not sure whether he's Mr. Q or something like that. And he kind of, he looks to Sound of Blades and kind of half shrugs and... Okay, uh, come this way. So I'll, sh I'll ping on the map where the council hall is. So if you're on pretty much the southern end of town, the council hall's bang in the middle. Uh, well, first of all, I'm going to take him just to the front of my house. Gil isn't really one for money uh, he doesn't really understand that he's kind of got given to him everything he needs uh, so he has like a rack outside of his house which he puts all of his catch on uh, that he doesn't require to eat and he kind of lets the town especially the poor uh, come and help themselves uh, and I think that's one of the reasons he's quite well liked I, I'll kind of point uh, him to this are you hungry? sure uh, yeah uh, he'll pull off like a uh, a red mullet. It's fresh. Thank you. And then he'll just be holding it towards you until you take it. Sure, I take it. Yeah, no worries. I start eating it while walking. That's that's what I was looking for. 
Am I poison now? Is that what? You, <laughs> is that what no, it's <laughs> just a fish. Like Gil, Gil knows his fishing. He wouldn't. He wouldn't give you anything nasty. Also, like this walk is painfully slow. You try and match his beat, and it's like not very fast at all. It's not like he's slow like a turtle. He just he's more like a sloth. So as uh, Gil steadily plods his way through the early morning town with uh, this Kenku, uh, probably side eyeing. The, the side eyeing the, the triton as, as you go. I'll start telling you some of the bits that you see. So as soon as you start heading uh, into the town along the dockside, the next building to Gills is uh, is significant. It's quite a, uh, quite a building. I'm going to ping on it for you. This is the Carpenter's Guild Hall. It is quite a marvel of workmanship itself. It's essentially made without a single nail. Um, the whole piece is... Uh, a wonderful advertisement of the carpenter's skill. And as you guys walk past it, Gil, you can see the gnome who runs the guild. Uh, that would be Jillar Kankleston. She is uh, just peering out of the window with this look on her face of sheer shock at a kenku, uh, a, tr- a triton, and uh, a turtle just walking past the house. And she kind of does a double take, her mouth open. And then she shakes her head and her eyes are on almost on stalks as she's just looking at you guys as you plod past. Good morning. She just eyeballs the window. There's glass in the pane. She's just looking at you and she does not give you a good morning back. I make a fart sound. Sound like it's coming out of the Triton. Her, her mouth just drops even more. I'm guessing the pane of glass is really thin so she can probably hear. <laughs> There's a degree of outrage with the shock, uh, the fart noise coming from the Kenku. Uh, the next house along is, uh, is is pretty big. This is where Ingo the Drover lives, this house here, right by the start of the jetties. Um, this is where you can basically hire muscle. Uh, guards, marines, if you need bodies on, on, on board of a ship... This is a good spot to get it. Ingo basically hires out heavies if you need them. So you you would see Ingo around. He's a human. He's a big guy, older, um, but he's slowly building a good reputation in the area for you know good guards, good marines, good heavies, good muscle. If you're sailing through difficult waters, Gil, you'd know Ingo has been. You know, as a, as a nodding acquaintance, but you can't see him this morning as you walk. And as you guys continue uh, to the crossroads in town, getting closer towards it, you can see the Mariners Guild Hall here, this, this bluey roofed building. I guess it's slate. So this provides a bunk for sailors, uh, should you need it if you're part of the Mariners Guild. And heading further in, you're now bang in the center of the docks. Uh, and you've got a large mansion uh, just on the coastal side this uh, sprawling mansion has been the home of the Olands these are a merchant family uh, and this building is constantly having new expansions and additions added to it the family keep adding with each generation that that comes along they're a good family very traditional and one of the Olands is actually on the council Uh, continuing uh, you get substantially further into town uh here on your uh right you've got the dwarven anvil uh this is uh well the 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 black there's a blacksmith's forge with a a single anvil on a sign Uh, and looking at it you can see that it's definitely dwarven uh this uh is a human smith's though that there is the human smith outside uh, just taking some fresh air and having an early morning smoke. Uh, and this is actually a woman. Uh, she's a dark-skinned woman named Mephira, and she nods at you, Gil, and she nods at you, the Sound of Blades, and she just eyeballs you, Nikas, as you're walking past. Uh, she's smoking, and um, she's just she's just all eyes, really, seeing this strange crew walking past the anvil. Uh, as we're walking by here, I might suddenly think that we've been walking for like six, seven minutes. I've not said a word uh, to this guy. Um, so, did your boat sink? 
No, I come from the sea. I'm I'm a triton. Do you not do you not know of me? Like No. I'm a royal guard, first class. Can you not tell by my my armor? It, what's it made out of? It's chainmail, it's just chainmail. Like but I'm guessing it's like underwater like crab shells or scales or whatever it is. It looks like the bits we throw away of our food. That's not the case at all. This is Royal Guard armor. Just, just take me to your leader, okay? Just do. I, I, I point behind the, uh, the anvil. There'll probably be some more armor there if you need it. It was lobster night last night. I, I just go, okay. Leader. Just, <laughs> just trying to still emer uh, em emissary of the sea, just telling him, commanding him to go take me to the leader. She's nice. You'll like her. Uh, pointing back to the uh, <laughs> bar, and I'll keep leading. Okay, as you keep leading, uh, just on the other side of uh, the Dwarven Anvil, uh, the, the forge, the blacksmiths. Uh, there is a large building that has the unmistakable stink of being uh, a, a fish processing building. Uh, obviously, Salt Marsh has huge access to the sea, and there is a large fisher, fisher population. Um, and this is where this is the largest fish processing building in the area. And the place stinks. It's early morning, but fishermen have already gone out uh, as the dawn comes. And you can tell that the place is, is already getting busy. And there are fishermen out. And a, a group of them are watching you, uh, chatting to themselves. So you guys can all make the first roll. Give me a perception check. Here we go. This will set the precedent. 13. 12. 15. Okay. <coughs> 15 for Lee. Um, Santa Blades, you're senses of perception are ever so slightly sharper than those around you and you distinctly can hear um, the not so whispered voices of some of these fishermen saying uh, just what this town needs more bleeding outsiders that we used to be a decent town and more and more of these things keep coming in I'll make, I'll make the, the, uh, how close is he to me I'd say uh, about 25 feet. Can I hear him? Yeah, you can hear these words. Just make uh, a barking noise in. Uh, they all instantly stop and stare at you for a second. And then the one who was doing the talking shakes his head and they kind of like disperse. There's, there's no aggression, but there is a degree of like, you're very noticeably alien to the human population. Specifically the more rough and tumble less educated ones that you know you are a distance removed and this this is a feeling that all two of you who lived in salt marsh would would, not, would feel uh gil leads you round the street can, can I, I'll, I'll wave at him fairly oblivious morning kevin and Ke kevin stops turns back and just says all right there gil uh, uh see you around and he kind of like <laughs> says come on boys we've got work to do and they kind of go into the, the plant. Um, as you kind of get to the edge of the this this kind of like corner of the docks, uh, there's another building, uh, another mansion. This is the mansion of uh, Gellin Primewater. He is a local dandy, really. Um, he is a merchant, incredibly wealthy, and also on the council. Um, He's famous, actually, and, and uh, Gil, you would know this. He's actually famous for leaning out of his buildings and watching his workers on the docks shouting instructions and stuff. He is a big champion of the arts, uh, and he is um, he's a, he's a colourful character, and you would know that he's probably in residence um, in the council hall. As you're almost at the council hall, uh, you can see the weekly market just outside of it. Um, 
it's set up really it's early too early for the local um shoppers to really get get started but they're they're just about ready for when this kicks off and uh the weekly market is built around the first well well that was dug for the fishermen in the town um and there's this large market square where merchants of all descriptions uh gather to sell their wares um initially this was a market to sell fish but it has grown to include a, a wide variety of goods um and there is already a dozen of long tables which have been set up uh, and there is also tables set for local uh, shoppers to basically have communal meals in the centre. So this is, a, this is a good hub. But what you're most interested in is the council hall. So you can see this large brick building uh, which contains the offices of the town council and the chamber where they meet to discuss the town business. The hall is built from sturdy stone taken from the nearby cliffs and a variety of hardwood from the nearby hall marshes. A wooden sign depicting a net filled with fish hangs above the double doors leading into the hall. Uh, a small tower rises from the building housing a horn at the top which is blown to announce the beginning of a council session or other significant event. Um, there is also a sturdy but weather-beaten platform and gallows in front of the hall, which can get used in the event of an execution. But uh, Gil and um, Sander Blades, you would know that these sort of punishments are kind of rare. Um, when they do happen, they draw a large crowd, but these these are not these are not common. What would you like to do? I'll, I'll point to the to the noose and say, "This is where bad people go." Horatio said they hang pirates here occasionally. Don't worry. And what are pirates? Are they uh, some sort of animal or... what? They're like people in boats that take stuff. Right. Okay. And they're like that's, that's as patronising as Gil gets. Like, he just tries to explain it. That's that's the best he can. Are you a pirate? You're not taking anything. I suppose you took my fish. But I offered it to you. I'm not... I'm not sure. Is Santa Blaze, do you think he's a pirate? That's sniff in his direction. Uh, sneeze quite loud. Uh, one of Kevin's sneezes. <laughs> <laughs> really fucking horrible and uh, I'll just kind of mutter pussy <laughs> uh, everyone make an insight check for me please I'll, I'll just nod it he thinks you're a cat 17 nice. 17 9 <clears throat> uh Sound of Blades, you're quite happy with yourself. <laughs> but Nikas and um, Gil, you can see that the local uh, traders in the market are all kind of like watching. There are a couple of early housewives shopping and there is clearly some gossip at the sight of the three of you standing on the council steps. You actually, Nikas, see one uh, old lady pointing, literally pointing to you and talking to uh, a vegetable seller. And she, you, you can just hear her going, What, what is that? Oh, I've seen one of them. What is that, tiefling? Ricky Gervais. I've seen one of them before. Oh, what's that? Oh, chimpanzee, that one to He's got green skin. <laughs> like Gil, a wave back. Hello. Oh, hello, Gil. Who's that with you? He's got green skin. Hey. He's royalty. I don't know why I'm taking on your voice. He's, he's royalty. He comes from the sea. What do you mean he comes from the sea? He, he like walked out. What do you mean he walked out of the sea? He's green. Is that seaweed? Are you covered in seaweed or are you ill? We've got fresh vegetables. You might need some fruit and veg if you're ill. <laughs> I... I I'm just going. 
this is the color of my skin. Are all these land people a bit stupid? Do they not know who I am? What's that green man? Stupid. <laughs> We're not stupid. And what are you exactly? Well, my name is uh, Marissa. And uh, I, I live in Saltmarsh. Where are you from, green man? I, I think there's a lack of communication. I said, what are you? A human. I'm a human. Right, okay. What are you? I'm... What do you mean, what am I? I'm a triton. Do you not... Do you not know what a triton is? He's a goblin, and He's one of them tall goblins. I, I don't know what a goblin is, but... I'm a triton, defender of the world... The reason you're all alive right I'm gonna, now? I'm going to cut in and... Uh, what's her name? Uh, Marissa. Uh, Marissa, <laughs> he's a goblin man. And we are taking him for trial. Oh, has he done something bad? Some of the locals are laughing. Marissa is a local nutter, as I'm sure you can tell. And the uh, you've sort of taken the edge off of the staring uh, with this small, strange scene as Marissa is... Accosting you, like Gil is just kind of taking himself. He, he doesn't know what's going on. It's all getting a bit heated and uh, and fast for him. So he's just reached in his pocket. He's he's got an uh, oyster. He's just started like loudly slurping on it in front of everyone. Are you need the guards, or you guys got this goblin? Wait, are you are, are you a goblin? Triton. My God, he's talking goblin filth. He's talking some goblin language. I like Gil will knock on the door. Uh, the door opens, and uh, a, a short, uh, elderly man, bald head, little tufts uh, on the side, curly uh, grey hair, opens the door, and uh, he says, "Good morning. How may I assist you this morning?" Um, Marissa chipes in. I got a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> like Gil will be so confused. The local market folk are openly laughing uh, and sort of encouraging Marissa a little bit. I I go to the guard and I go. Hi, my name is Nicanarus Valieth. I am a Triton, defender of the deep. It must be a pleasure to meet me. I know. Please, can you take me to your leaders? I need vital information. Make a persuasion check. Uh, he is openly shocked, but he's hiding it better. Uh, his mouth's not open in, like... Uh, Eight. He just says... I have a plus five with, to that as well. Have you an appointment, sir? I am a triton of the deep. I don't need such appointments. For the... Council Hall, sir, you need an appointment. They're about to enter session, and you would be disturbing it with your unannounced arrival. At this point, I'm just shocked and a little bit angry with all the disrespect or slash uh, people not knowing who I am. And I just look at him and I just go, listen here, I don't know who or what you are. But I need to see the council. Silas Overton, sir, I am the council front of house. If you wish to make an appointment, you could make an appointment with me. When would you like to make the appointment for, sir? Now. I need to see them now. Step in, sir. I'll check the book. And he opens the door. And he holds it open for, for you, you guys if you wish to enter. Yes. Yeah, I'll go in. Yeah, go for it. Uh, he, he lets you in, closes the door behind you, and just as it closes, you can hear Marissa talking uh, to the folk on the market. Oh, we get all sorts in now, all sorts of people. And then the door closes and it just drowns her out. And you've got quite a plush uh, council hall. There are, um, there are some nice carpets um, on the floor. Uh, there's wooden panelling and... Uh, Silas leads you to a desk with a large, uh, ornate-looking book, well-worn. Uh, and he stands behind the desk and starts turning it. 
And as he does so, you can hear uh, the horn on the top of the council blow, which signifies the beginning of a session. And he looks up and says, the session has currently started. If you would like to come back in a week's time, I could get you uh, a few minutes with the council in exactly 10 days time. <laughs> with the, um, do, I, do I know where the council are meeting or do I just hear the horn? Uh, you hear the horn. This is a large building and you're just in the front section. It, you, it's very large. I just turn to Gil and I just go, do you know where the council room is? Would I have ever been in here before? Um, you probably not stepped inside. Um, you've definitely walked past it many a time, but you've probably not had much of an occasion to step inside. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're in here. Okay, uh, I just go to him like, show me where this room is. This room, we're, we're in it. Where the council meet. In 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 here, somewhere. I just turn to the other guy. Uh, <laughs> I go, where do the council meet? Where is this room? The council chambers are in the back, sir. But we must make an appointment. Fantastic! I just walk. I just walk. Uh, sir, it. you cannot <laughs> just walk. And he starts to try and uh, get in front of you. Uh, to try, but he is a slight gentleman, uh, but and he's kind of like trotted to keep up with you. Um, what are you doing? <laughs> like I'm trying to find this room. Like I'm, I don't like tritons are arrogant, do what they want kind of thing. So I'm guessing he just tries to find the room. Um, you just going to push past him? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <sighs> For the lols, make a strength check. Strength check. Yeah. Just n not save, it's just strength. Just a roll right? of strength dice. 12. You, he trots after you and you kind of like push him and he is, is no barrier. There is uh, a large uh, set of doors in front of you. Uh, there are steps uh, both on the left and the right going up, curving around onto a balconies behind you with numerous doors behind them. And there are corridors on the left and right. So you've got three options on the ground floor and steps on the... Uh, on the bottom floor. Do I know where I'm, like, which door I can go into for the... Do I hear noises, talking, or anything? Make a perception check. Perception. Thirteen. Uh, the double doors in front of you seem to... There's definitely the noises of people in there. You don't know, you know, how many. Well, okay, sure. I'll just go in. I don't, I don't know this place, so... You push the doors open at this point silas is you 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 cannot you can't you can't and you kind of like push your way through and you see uh, a large a large table uh rectangular uh set with uh six people sitting around it there is a mature blonde woman hair going from a dirty blonde as it starts to get uh streaks of gray through it there is a an older human uh male uh, with a pointy beard and uh, an ornate hat sat on his head. Um, uh, and there is uh, a dragonborn, big. You can actually see that he's got a peg leg, uh, very big. Looks older than um, slightly beyond middle-aged. Um, but the distinct impression that you get from one word is he is big. Um, there is a, a female dwarf, middle-aged again, um, with uh, dark brown hair and there is a young boy slightly uh oriental features possibly around 13 and sitting next to him is uh an older man very trim though he's kind of um got a kindly face cropped gray hair and uh, he he's sitting in a sort of like protective uh, position next to the boy and all of them turn to you as you step in. Gil and uh, Sound of Blades, are you, are you stepping in too? I'll be kind of saying to Silas as he's saying, like, is it yeah, Silas, Silas, was it, sorry? Uh, as he's saying, like, don't go, I don't think he's listening to you. As 
What are you doing, uh, Sound of Blades? I'm going to go in. As um, Nikas kind of pushes his way through, the blonde-haired woman stands up and she says, Whore sons, what is the meaning of this? I then um, stab my glaive on the floor and give a salute like this uh, triton salute. And I go, Greetings, leader of this landmass. My name is Nicanarus Valieth. I am a triton, defender of the deep and defender of the world. I have some grave news. I am here for some information so that we can continue saving the world for you to live freely. He hasn't got an appointment, ma'am. I'm sorry. He doesn't... What? Piss off, Silas. I'll deal with this. And Silas kind of like shoulders slumps and he leaves. And the woman says, Why are you here? I've come here for information about this artifact, our god's trident. I need to know if you have seen it or have information of this so that we can continue defending the deep. The dragonborn um, stands and he says, where exactly have you come from? But I am a triton. Do you, do you not know who I am? I am a royal guard, first class. A defender of the deep. A tri- Where exactly, sir, have you come from? He, I'll, I'll speak up for a second. He, he was near my house. Thank you, Gil. Um, <laughs> what did you say your name was, sir? I am Nika Narus Valieth. I am a triton from the deep. And from the sea deep. <laughs> Do yes. I have to talk slow? What are you? I am Eliander Fireborn. No, no. What are you? Dragonborn. Okay, I have no idea what that is. But do you have information on this trident? Um, the dwarf is chuckling. Um, <laughs> she, She's just amused at this strange scene. Uh, the older man with the hat and the pointed beard, he says... You're disrupting us there, my dear fellow. Um, We are in session and you've just stormed in. Are we under some sort of threat? Are you you on a diplomatic mission from your people and you've just stepped into good old salt marsh? I understand that you are leaders of this landmass and I have interrupted your meeting, but this takes precedent. We need to find this trident of our god, Persana. Do you have this information? And if you do, that's great. If you can give that to me, I'll be on my way. The blonde woman says, I've never heard of your trident. And has anyone else here heard of this trident? The older gentleman with the hat says, nope. Uh, The dragonborn shakes his head. Uh, the laughing dwarf stops laughing and says, I haven't heard of a trident, but uh, I've got a good hammer if, uh, if you're after that. The boy um, just shakes his head and, and, and the uh, grey-haired man with him shakes his head as well. I don't need a hammer. I need my god's trident to save your world from sea leviathans, krakens, from monsters of the deep. The boy stands up and he says, "These, this is this is a silly idea, maybe, but these three look kind of strong." And um, the dwarf looks at him and says, "Anders, lad, we we don't know who these are." And he says, "Well, maybe we could reach out for." cast out some you know some scouts to to find information on this trident and they could they could you know investigate for us we do this for them and and they do it for us and the blonde lady she is eyeballing all three of you um at this point but the dandy kind of like tilts his head to one side and says 
well, we don't lose anything, do we, lad? I don't think that's a terrible idea. The boy turns back to you and says, well, we, we don't know anything about this trident, but I'm looking at you, Gil. You, you're you're big and strong, and um, you, sir, the triton. You, I can't help but notice your your weapon and, and your chainmail. You seem to be a warrior. Am I correct? Yes, I am royal guard first class. Well, uh, that sounds mighty impressive, sir. Um, and it's blade, song of blades, is it? Sound of blades. It's the sound of blades, isn't it? I'll make the noise of a man's throat being cut. <laughs> Ooh. Well, um, I've seen you around town too, and if you three need work, we we could have a job for you. And, well, if you do this for us, I'm sure that we can all individually also reach out and see if there's any information we can gather about this this trident. We, we, let's not cut around. And um, the dandy stands up and says... Yeah, I, I, uh, I agree with you, boy. This, this, this isn't a terrible idea. What do you say, gents? We've got a job, and um, you do it for us. And I, I've got many connections. I'm a local merchant, as you, Gil, I'm sure know. And uh, you, and he points at you. Um, sound of blades. Uh, I have an excellent reach. Ida here, and he points to the blonde woman, has uh, an excellent reach. You, Anders, even though you're just a boy, you, you've you got uh, many contacts and connections. And my dwarven colleague here, you have the ear of all of the dwarfs in the area. And Eliander, of course, you don't miss a thing, do you, sir? We could certainly reach out and see if there's anything we could do, but we do have an itch that needs to be scratched. What do you say? I've I've got a stick for that. And he reaches like behind his shell and pulls out like a a hooked stick. Jesus Christ. You you can borrow it if you want. The dwarf laughs again. Uh, The old man doesn't really seem to know what to do. Uh, The blonde woman is irritable. Noticeably irritable. She kind of like (sighs) huffs and puffs at the clear waste of, of her time I'll, I'll lay in front of her I'll get grumpy when there's something stuck up there too and he, I'll lay the stick down in front of her the dragonborn stands up uh, and he's on his, his wooden peg uh, peg leg and gentlemen you are intruding into our session um I think the boy, Anders, I think you've raised a good offer, but we must continue with our affairs. Our day is long and tedious at times, and we each have very much to do. I agree with you, Anders. I think these could be suitable to help us out. There is our offer. You have taken more than enough of our time. If we may interest you in a job, we have one, and we will individually reach out and he looks to all of his colleagues on the council and you get some begrudging nods from Ida, the blonde lady. Uh, the dwarf kind of like shrugs, like, no, I don't care, sort of shrug. And the boy nods very eagerly whilst the um, cropped gray-haired man with him uh, assents too. And the dragonborn continues, we, we will reach out, but on the condition that you immediately leave our session so that we may continue um and we have a property we would like you to look at um it's about four miles out of town there's been some intriguing reports and i wonder if you would investigate for us as long as i get this information this job should be no problem Okay, well, uh, are you others in accord too? 
Like, get one know what to do. It will look to uh, Nickass like with a like. Am I doing this? <laughs> I just look at him and go, "I do need a guide." Yes, I am not from these lands. Oh. I... Okay, then we are in accord. And uh, you, sir, uh, it is sir, isn't it, uh, Kenku, sir? Blade. Blades. Blades. I'll make the, the noise of many gold coins. Hmm. <laughs> we'll give you 200 gold pieces if you uh, investigate a house. It's considered haunted. Four miles east of town, just inland of the old coast road, stands what is reputed to be a haunted house. Um, until 20 years ago, it was supposedly the residence of an aged alchemist of sinister and dubious reputation. Even then, locals avoided the house because of the curious reputation and purported activities of mysterious origin happening there. The house has been empty now for two decades. The previous occupant has disappeared and it's now dilapidated and long abandoned. It's unwholesome to look at. I suppose this is where the stories of the hauntings have have come from. I'm going to interrupt him and in his own voice reply back in accord. Uh, yes, in accord. Um, the Many people have tried to seek entry, probably in search of hordes of alchemical gold. All have returned with nothing save the most fanciful tales. We need you to have a look. I've got guards who don't actually want to go up there and I can order them, but we are actually busy in town and you could most certainly do the job for us. There's been reports of fearsome hauntings, horrible shrieks, eerie lights emanating from the dismal place. But now the locals daren't damn well go. And I'm not going to go on my current workload's busy. It's beneath me, to be honest. But you gentlemen, for 200 gold pieces and intelligence on some weapon, you can investigate it for us. I personally don't think the place is haunted we just need to kind of have some people have a rummage up there see what's there and get to the bottom of it what do you say as long as i get that information done thank you very much gentlemen um let us know what you find and if you don't mind we need to get back into session i then salute again and i leave the room you do get a nod from uh, the Dragonborn. I'll wave to Nickass and Blades as they leave. <laughs> <laughs> do, uh, did, I, did he introduce himself to me, Gil? Like, did I say, hi, my name is Gil kind of thing? Or did he just wave? You've heard me call Gil. Oh, yeah. Like, loads, four or five. Yeah. Everyone's been like, hi, Gil. Yeah. So I just looked at him and go, Gil. You're my guide. You have to lead me to this house. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I just kind of double check with, like, is that the one? Like, I take a left and then, yeah. And I kind of give the directions. Is, is it that one? Ida sighs again, but the boy Anders stands up and says, yes, if you follow the, the coast road and, and it, then if you go left, it is about four miles and it will lead you there. There's all this farmland out the front that's actually really good farmland that no one wants because of because of the house it, it's right there you can't miss it yeah it's good pilchard there alright uh, and he walks off Blades yeah I'll walk on out the door closes and Silas is standing there um, looking kind of pissed he says nothing as you walk walk, walk out of the, the chamber bye then Yep. Just to none of them say yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. I'll I'll just keep walking out. All right, then are we ready? Yes. Lead on. 
So you guys step out. Um, the Market Square's got quite a few more people shopping now. Uh, the bustle's started to pick up a little bit. Um, the air smells distinctly of the sea and fish, and um, there is a cold wind blowing in from the sea. Um, what do you do? Do you want to get some food, or are you alright? Do, do you need to go in the water? No, I can perfectly breathe outside of water. How long How long will it take to get to this house? It's about four miles, I think they said, so about a day and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I go. Right then. Okay, then we will need some food. And no, some it's, it's a left first. <laughs> Do you have everything you need to go on this trip? Yeah, I've got most of my stuff with me. And I kind of point to my back. It all kind of rattles and shakes behind me. Uh, it's all in different bags and uh, there's stuff kind of shrouded in different like uh, he hessian bags and stuff like that. It's kind of just hanging off my shelf. Do, do you need anything, Blades? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll literally imitate what you just did and shake myself about. Alright then. He keeps doing that, but I don't see any of his stuff. <laughs> now, just uh, for clarification. Is your name lead the sound of blades or is it actually a noise as your name? Is it the literal sound of blades clanging against each other as your name? Or is it the words, the sound of blades? Do we have to call you... Yeah, do we have to go clink clink? Is that like... No, no. No, it's the actual words, yeah, just sound the of blades. Sounds blades or, or blades, you just call blades. 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 Okay. Alright, um, well, if we set off, he, he's probably only about a day. Um, I know some place you can get some halibut. Or, do, do you eat fish or is that offensive to you? No, we we eat fish. We're alright. Just just checking. It's progressive times, you know. <laughs> um, and I walk in. We'll 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 walk by like a number of shops and stuff. But like I said, it, I haven't really. Even though I've got a purpose, my speed doesn't really speed up very much. He's not like massively slow. He just goes at his own pace. And he kind of smiles and waves to people as we and go. And you do get smiles and waves back, actually. He can move quickly. He just chooses not to. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll, I'll keep kind of trodding on. And So this thing you're looking for, what did you say it was? It's a trident of our god Persona. It is said to be very right, powerful. You, you, what's, what's a trident? Uh, it is a... What's... It's a weapon with three forks at the top of it. Have you never seen a trident before? I can get you some forks. Folks eat with them. I don't know what That's a fork weird. is, but I'm looking I've, for a I'll weapon. I'll like, rummage through one of the sacks. Here, I've got one you can have. <laughs> I look at it, I go, yes, well done. It is like this. But a weapon, bigger, like this glaive I have right now. Jesus, your god must have a massive mouth. Well, that's our show for this week. Tune in in two weeks' time and we should have the next instalment of our Ghosts of Salt Marsh. That's us, the... Oh, I hate his name. Murder Hobros. And... Um, yeah, hit us up on Twitter if you enjoyed it or um, you want to share anything with us. And uh, we'll see you again in two weeks' time. Thanks again. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.